0: Relay FM. This is connected. Episode one hundred and sixty-seven. Today's show is brought to you by Casper Text Expander and Balance Open. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Federico vitici Ciao, Federico. Ciao, Mike. And Stephen Hackett. Howdy, Stephen Hackett. Howdy, Michael Hurley. Oh, you said howdy. That's nice. Mm-hmm. we got a big, big show today. We've all got those big phones. Big show, big phones. That's the, the name of phone, the game today, actually. Less big. That's phone. true. That's true. Middle phone. <laughs> it's the Goldilocks iPhone, right? It's like just in the middle. It's that just right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It it found just
1: the perfect bowl of oatmeal or whatever is in that story. Mm-hmm. That story is actually so. We'll do a little side tangent here. I'm sure the two of you haven't read many, like, uh, what are those stories called? Like uh,
0: nursery rhymes? Are they nursery rhymes? Fables?
1: Yeah, like, you know that Fabled, sort of yeah. like class of story, right? I don't know how many of mm-hmm. those y'all have
0: read recently. They're all sort of ter- terrible. Like, well, yeah. aren't they all adapted from stories that are meant to scare children into being well behaved?
1: Yeah. Yes, and it does work for that. My children think, are very afraid yeah. of being eaten by a wolf now. So good, 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 good.
0: No, you want, good you want them lessons. to have that
1: fear, but they. Some of the stories are. Uh, what are we talking about? Let's go to follow up. Okay, follow up is very odd this week. It, it sort of blends into all sorts of things uh, but i thought i would start by updating people about my tw- late 2016 macbook pro that was fixed after much uh, arguing and pain with the apple store that macbook pro came back to me whatever it was a week ago two weeks ago and i have rage sold it so i just oh, have this wow. uh okay late 2012 sitting here on my desk which is not the fastest computer i've ever used but it's fine for now so
0: so yeah there it is. So, so okay. you actually ended up going the full Marco on this one.
1: No, the full Marco is buying <laughs> buying a new old computer. I have not done that. I already had this one. It's just bringing it back into service.
0: I feel like we're on a technicality. I, I don't think that counts. No, it's totally different. I didn't spend any. I didn't spend any money.
1: I, I have spent no money. This computer was already in the collection. I did put a battery in it, so mm-hmm. I spent hundred bucks. But I did not buy. How did that computer get computer. into the collection? That I don't know anymore because there's like a mm. hundred computers in here. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> this I think may have been, it may have been mine at some point. I don't know. It's impossible to keep up, but, uh, anyways, you should just so, use an iPad, except that I need to do work in logic and final cut and on your sorry. laptop though. Really? Yes. Yeah, when I travel Why? at least.
0: But you're not traveling right now.
1: No, I'm not. But I did edit both videos I posted this weekend on it, which was an adventure we can get into later. Why? Why did you do that? Because I did it uh, in the living room instead of my office. Hmm. It's fine. Hmm. I don't want to work on an iPad. Did, because Google Docs has not been updated, has it? Has it been updated, boys? It sure hasn't. Uh, no, it's,
2: no. no, it never will be. Still no. I did some digging into Google Docs for for iOS. And uh, because I'm writing this article about um, drag and drop on the iPad, and I was looking into how different apps expose uh, different data formats for the text that you can select and either copy into the clipboard or drag with drag and drop. And so I try, of course, you cannot drag and drop with Google Docs because they still don't have an update for iOS 11 with that feature. But you can copy text from Google Docs to the clipboard. And so I moved that text into one of the shelf apps that I'm using to look at the the, the UTIs, the data formats that they expose to the system. And Google Docs, um, I think the problems that we all had in the past with... um, like copying from Google Docs and losing the formatting or copying from, like, Apple Notes or Apple Mail and pasting into Google Docs and also losing the formatting goes down, Goes basically uh, back to the problem of Google using a custom data format. Uh, something like um, uh, VND.google docs documents like a custom data format that i searched for uh, i searched on google and apparently it's the proprietary format that they use also in the google uh APIs for dealing with uh, the Google Docs uh, suite of apps, like Google Sheets, has a version of this. Um, the slides also has another slightly different version of this data format. So I guess the reason why you we constantly lose the formatting when we copy from Google Docs and paste elsewhere is that Google is exposing first the either plain text, which of course doesn't have features like bullet lists or links or bolds and italics, uh, and then after. after. After plain text, they expose this version, which of course is useless if if you're going to paste that format into an Apple application. Um, So I suppose that the struggles that Google uh, you know is having with drag and drop is that they need to reconcile the fact that they're using these custom data formats for their own text uh, which is I suppose it's like a fork of HTML sort of like Evernote was doing with their own NML mm-hmm. version so I suppose Google is doing that and they still haven't figured out how to uh, combine drag and drop with their own custom engine uh, but it was interesting for me to Just by using the clipboard and looking into the data formats that they use, um, HTML is like last into the list of um, data formats that you can export from a Google document. Uh, So that was fun. And by fun, I meant I was basically screaming internally and weeping. But yeah. Uh,
0: I I go through waves of believing they're going to do it and then believing they're never going to do it. Um, and I don't know where I settle. Like Sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, they update their stuff slowly, and then other times I'm like, oh, maybe this is just one that they'll completely skip. Um, I, do, I, I have more faith in their ability to update for the iPhone 10 than I do for their ability Mm. to have drag and drop. And that's now in this segment. So Google Docs also does not support (laughs) iPhone 10 right now. Uh, Google Docs and Google Sheets, they're in that old compatibility mode. So Google, we've got our eye on you and Federico is Mm -hmm. sniffing around inside (laughs) your business. And uh, just let you know we're coming for you, I guess.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true.
0: So I mentioned that we all have iPhones, which uh, definitely means that some stuff went down. Um, so, Federico, hmm. did you bribe anybody? <laughs> uh,
2: no, no. Uh, no? I, I didn't have to. So, um, I didn't get my iPhone on Friday, and that was despite my best efforts to be as quick as possible with the pre-orders. My Apple order page said that I was going to get the iPhone on Friday, but what I didn't account for was the, the national stri- strike that I mentioned last week affected uh, shipments throughout the entire week in Italy. So you could, um,
1: you could have fixed that with just more cash. Like, don't you accepted no, defeat way too It was not a early. cash
2: problem. There's a there's a this was basically a dual problem of uh, what UPS called over volume. So like a backlog of packages that were sitting in a warehouse somewhere outside of Rome, and they couldn't deliver because they needed they had to catch up with uh, with the previous shipments from like the week before, because the strike was on Monday and Tuesday, and in addition to that, uh, they also do not support uh, driving to the warehouse and just picking up the package on your own, which you can do in other UPS facilities, I guess, in Italy and also, you know, I've seen people in in the US driving yeah, to the U- to the to the local facility and picking up the package. You cannot do that in Rome for some reason. Uh, so I I was really upset on Friday, and I had the thought of. Um, Trying to go to an Apple store and buy an iPhone on Friday because I had this this entire plan in mind that I wanted to spend the weekend with the iPhone 10. I wanted to start writing about the iPhone 10, and I just I wanted to have the weekend off so I could play with the device and you know start getting some thoughts together. Uh, but then you know um, as 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 always, uh, Sylvia made me think about my stupid ideas. Uh, that it was useless to just buy an iPhone on Friday, and because I was gonna get one on Monday anyway, um, so I, you know, I decided to mostly stay away from Twitter because taking, you know, looking at the pictures of people unboxing their iPhones was just too much, and I basically took the weekend off, and um, I played with my Nintendo Switch and the dogs, and by Monday. Uh, in the meantime, I should say that I, um, I, I discovered that the UPS guy also has my phone number saved in his address book on his phone. Um, because when I called him, I was like, "Hey, I'm Federico. I don't know if you remember. I'm the guy. You know, I gave him my address." And He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. How are you doing?" Um, so I assume he, he had my phone number, and he later told Do me that. Do you think
0: uh, that the UPS delivery driver listens to Connected?
2: I don't think he does. Honestly. Ooh. Um, so uh, he, he was super kind and he told me that actually a lot of people call him on the phone and arrange like <laughs> they they drive to wherever he is right now with, with the van and they pick up the package because he said it's also easier for me because I don't need to drive to their house. Uh, so it saves me a bunch of time and people are happier because they get their packages earlier. So on Monday, instead of getting the package at like 2 p.m., I drove by, you know, like five minutes in another, you know. Somewhere close to my house. He was delivering a bunch of boxes and he just uh, he, he got my iPhone and he said, There you go, it's done. Um, so, no bribe involved because it's something really common that people do all the time, apparently. Um, but I got my iPhone on Monday, so yesterday, not on Friday, which means that I'm still fresh
0: to all of this. So, uh, just just one thing real quick in case you're just trying to incriminate you know not to incriminate yourself like if there was bribery involved you know just like blink once for yes uh and you know see, and we'll know maybe you're just the, trying to not incriminate yourself well the um,
2: beautiful the beautiful thing about podcasts mm-hmm. is that even if you blink there's no one there to see you exactly so it's the, age, true, the
0: age old in podcasts nobody can hear you blink <laughs> um steven you picked up your iphone nice and early and uh like all millennials you made a vlog about it i did
1: i did do that so i did the in-store pickup at 8 a.m i was suddenly very nervous that i was gonna be like clapped in or out of the store because that's a creepy thing apple stores do but i didn't which was good there were some other people there before me there was a huge line in my store and i went in and, and the the woman who uh got my phone for me and who i'd complete the transaction with was like, yeah, most or if not all of those people will get phones. And uh, I was back at the store last night for a reason. We'll talk about it in a little while. And p- these are people have been coming in every morning. They have stock almost every morning. So it seems like these phones are easier to get than than anticipated. But the in-store pickup was real straightforward.
0: Good. Uh, I had many harebrained schemes. Um, I don't want to go into all of the details of those harebrained schemes, but I do have a silver iPhone ten. Um mm. I ended up getting it at a store and also maybe related or not related to that transaction. Uh I was in the Regent Street store on iPhone launch day and bumped into my new buddy, Sir Jonathan Ive, uh <laughs> just hanging out just hanging out in the store, demoing face ID. Uh, mm. with a with an apple store employee um with a with a gaggle of uh geniuses what what's a group of geniuses called like you know you, mm. you, like what are they called a sorrow of geniuses a sorrow a sorrow <laughs> of geniuses a genie uh surrounding <laughs> johnny um while he was giving this demo uh johnny was dressed exactly how you would imagine uh all white linen trousers and a green jacket um he was wearing his the johnny uniform for the day he seemed like a very nice man uh I did not talk to him because mm. uh I am too British for something like that.
2: Mm. 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 I just love how um you were the most um skeptical one in regard to getting an iPhone on launch day and you you ended up being the first i think of all of us having an iPhone ten.
0: Well, because Um. I had to launch into action, right? Like, you guys had your plans, right? Your plans were all set in stone. I had no plan. So I had to leave my house and just, like, attack London until I got an iPhone. (laughs) Yeah. I, You know, I just had a bunch of things going on. I had some irons in the fire, and one of them ended up coming true, and then I got the phone before anybody. Well, not anybody, Mm -hmm. but before you two. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, good job. And, you know, I, I... I saw the picture on Twitter and I
0: almost couldn't believe it. It was like it was—that's that, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> very surreal. It was a very, very surreal yeah. moment for me. So you, um, you
2: just turned. You just turned, and you, I you turned saw around,
0: Johnny and, and was so <laughs> it was just The Apple Store in Regent <laughs> Street has like all the apples, like long lines of tables, right? Yeah, I'm standing by one of the trees. I turn around. There's nobody in front of me. But like two tables down, Johnny Ives is just standing there. He's just standing there looking around the store. And I was mm. like, ha! <laughs> I, d- I made a sound. Uh, was, it, was, it, and, was it a light, uh, a
2: light coming, coming down and shining on Johnny?
0: <laughs> they bring it out for him. Every Apple store <laughs> has a spotlight uh, oh. that is activated by uh, iBeacon, um, which is attached to Johnny's phone. So it's, it's something that you, you maybe didn't know that, but it's true. Uh, and I was able to see the spotlight. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I know taking pictures of people when they don't know is a bit, mm, but I couldn't, I had to, I couldn't well, help not myself. If they're I had,
2: celebrities. I, I mean, had
0: to do it. Like I had to do it. Uh, I had to take a picture of him and I wasn't going to ask for a selfie because I don't, I can't imagine that going very well. Like if it mm-hmm. was Tim Cook or Craig Federighi, I would ask them for a selfie. Like I've seen many selfies. I, I can't recall a Johnny Ive selfie being about anywhere on the internet. No, so. it
2: doesn't exist. I, I I'm, don't I'm pretty think, sure it doesn't exist.
0: I don't yeah. think it would go very well for me, and you know, I kind of imagine he he would be very nice about it. I'm sure, but yeah, I I I was happy to to just be in the in the presence because he's a a man that I look up to greatly, and yeah, it was very it was a very very cool moment for me.
2: I I enjoy your new um, role as the geek paparazzi, Mike, just going around London taking pictures of celebrities, yeah, uh, posting them casually on Twitter. Uh, very, very, I'm starting very good job, a, Mike. a
0: new website called the Mic Zone. Is what it's going to be called. The, the, uh, it's
2: TMZ. TMZ <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the Mic Zone. Uh, so that's going to be my new, my new, uh, my new website. Kyle's the Gray is posting many tweets in the chat room now of people taking selfies of Johnny Ive. But I, yeah, yeah it, I, I'm sure it happens. Johnny doesn't look incredibly happy in any of them, to be honest. So.
2: But also, also, I, I feel like the question is, yes, those are pictures. But the real question is, are those people still alive? That's exactly,
0: right? Are they trapped inside of a big white box somewhere? Nobody knows. Exactly. So we have one
1: mini topic this week. And this is a, a really weird story. So it started happening, I guess, over the weekend. I think I first saw it on Twitter where someone's tweet would be, Mostly fine, but instead of the letter I, like like the word, you know, like I tweeted, it would be A with a little symbol next mm-hmm. to it, and then the rest of the tweet. And it has slowly been, it seems like it's slowly spreading. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but it's, like, I saw a tweet yesterday. It was like, oh, no, I haven't now. So it's some sort of weird uh, weird deal. What's actually happening, and there's a really good blog post that's in the show notes uh, by our friend... Uh, and creator of Emojipedia. Mike, you were on his podcast last week, weren't you? Am I making that up? I was, yep. Yeah, I was on Emoji
0: Wrap last week with Jeremy Bush. Yeah.
1: Uh, so Jeremy has this great blog post about what's actually happening here. So the, the letter I is being appended for some reason, it's, it's obviously a bug, with an invisible character known as the Variation Selector 16. I did not know what this was, uh, but now I do. It is basically what is used in Unicode to make the previous character have an emoji appearance. And it, for some reason, again, some sort of weird bug, is that it is being appended to the letter I in autocorrect, and that breaks it and makes it A with a little question mark next to it. Apple's Apple's fix for this, they say that it's going to be, there'll be a fix in the public beta this week, so assuming it'll be out to the public pretty soon after that. But they say if you have this, just go to the text replacement in keyboard <laughs> settings, and just for phrase type an uppercase I for shortcut type a lowercase I. I love this for many reasons. A, most people don't know that's there. B, that system is so broken that you're going to have to redo it like every three days when it just they all just disappear from your phone. It's, it's just so this is weird. Like it's just so funny to me. I don't know how you end up breaking this. It's very strange. Uh, it's a very. It's not. Someone in the chat room is saying that's the most weir- weird K base article. That is patently false. There are far stranger things. But this is my current favorite for a modern K base article.
0: I love these types of fixes, like to these sort of situations where it's like it's not actually a fix, right? Like it's not you're not actually fixing anything. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. like pretend it's that it workaround. doesn't exist. Mm. And just use the lowercase i instead <laughs> of the uppercase i, like forever, and you're all good. Um, it's very weird. I assume this is some kind of Unicode problem, right? Like they've screwed something up yeah. somewhere yeah. with yeah. Unicode. and Because yeah. I, I thought, I kept thinking that I wasn't on the right beta and didn't have the right emoji. Me too,
2: Me too. yeah.
0: And I had to keep checking. <laughs> yeah, so do you guys have this?
1: My phone, my devices are not doing this
2: my plus had this problem my iPhone 10 doesn't have this problem yet um, uh, which is interesting because uh, like I uh, uh, I was on the 11.2 beta on my plus but I restored on uh, the stable the public version of my 10 and Apple says that this problem affects uh, iOS 11.1 um, but I've also seen people saying that they have iOS 11. Uh, you know, the like the first version before 11.1 shipped, and they also see this problem. So it seems to be widespread on iOS 11 in general, but mm-hmm. it seems to be hitting people like at random times. So I'm not sure how it propagates. If it relates to some kind of setting being enabled at some point in the background... I have no idea. I should also say, uh, as a quick aside, that um, when I restored my iPhone X, actually I didn't restore. When I set up my iPhone X uh, as a fresh new device, no no backups. Yesterday, the text replacements they synced back from iCloud almost immediately. Like ten minutes later, I was able. I uh, just I reached out to the keyboard and I typed my text replacement for my email address. Just I didn't even think about it, and it worked. So I'm not sure if Apple m- migrated those uh, text replacements uh, to CloudKit. As they mentioned a few weeks be- uh, weeks ago, they said we're going to move to the new system in the future. but Or if it's just maybe just luck, but it did work. Like 10 minutes later, uh, I logged into iCloud, I started downloading a bunch of apps, and then the text replacement worked. So mm. that was nice.
0: Yeah, I don't have it on any of my devices. Like I see it, but it doesn't happen to me. Which is very, I mean, it honestly does feel like it is this weird virus that is spreading from device to device, which is what I find so funny about it. Like, yeah, I, but I, I, it hasn't happened to me and I don't know why or why not, but it's a very, very, very peculiar and kind of hilarious thing. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Balance Open, which is a free open source Mac app for checking Coinbase. Coinbase is a popular marketplace for cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum, and Balance Open is the best open-source digital wallet to help you keep track of everything. Balance wants to help teach you and the whole world about cryptocurrencies, because it's a thing which is really picking up steam. I was listening to a podcast just the other day um, with Kevin Rose, who's somebody that I really respect, and he had an episode of his show where he was talking to his previous podcast co-host, Alex Albrecht. They were on together and they spent like 20 minutes talking about cryptocurrencies together and all the mining that they were doing. And I'm becoming more familiar with it in part because of balance, right? Like having these guys on a sponsor, I've started to look into this stuff more and cryptocurrencies is is a big trend right now. It is a thing that is happening and you should know a little bit about it. And Balance want to help you out. They want to get you started on your way. Go to Relay, And if you're one of the first 1,000 people that goes to that URL, you will receive $2 in the Ethereum currency for free as a gift from Balance. Go check it out today. Find out more and try out Balance Open. Our thanks to Balance for their support of this show.
1: So, we're going to get into our iPhone 10 hands-on impressions, review, thoughts, mm. feelings... Mm-hmm. Emotions, mm-hmm. Uh, Mike. You did. You did mention earlier that I did two videos, and I, I, want, I want to talk about this just real briefly. Mm. The links in the show notes. Go like and subscribe.
2: Hold on, hold on, wait a second. I, I need to ask you both a question, and you need to be honest with me. Okay. You need to be extremely honest, even if you are on a podcast. Okay. Okay.
0: Never lie to you, Federica.
2: Okay. No. I want you to tell me if. When you're with friends or when you're with family, when you're with someone and you're talking about the new iPhone, mm-hmm. do you occasionally call it the iPhone X?
0: Not anymore. Just so, mm, no. Because no. I
2: feel like I'm very self-conscious about the fact that it's, I mean, of course, I know it's called the iPhone X, but my friends don't and so whenever they keep yeah. saying iPhone X, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy telling them, oh, well, actually, you're supposed to... Uh, excuse me! Yeah. Um. Well, you know, App- Apple wants you to call it the iPhone 10. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but you're using the wrong terminology here, my friend, and I don't want to be that guy.
0: What is this iPhone X that we've heard so much about? I think you'll find the most recent phone is the iPhone 10. Hi, my name's Federico Vitigi, and I run this website. Now, uh, I haven't been in a situation like that, um, okay. where I've been with people that are referring to it like as the iPhone X I mm-hmm. honestly don't know what I would do in that situation okay. Okay. I still every now and then read it in my head as X, like when I read yeah. it it just yes. reads as X yes. but yes. just having it you know, over the last couple of weeks like month or so um, just trying to pay attention on podcasts making sure I'm calling it 10 means mm-hmm. I'm calling it 10 just naturally now okay, alright Yeah, but that is a good question
1: I, I was in that situation on Sunday, so we were with some friends who apparently saw these videos, which was super embarrassing, and, uh, you know, wanted to see it and wanted to ask questions about it. And someone called it the X, and I didn't mean to correct them, but it just oh. came out. It was like, oh, oh yeah, no. like the 10. I was like, oh, no, I'm that I'm that guy.
0: You are that guy. The
1: conversation quickly moved on.
0: <laughs> Federico, can't you just be like, uh, excuse me, do you not know Roman numerals? Do you know where you are, sir? You are in Rome, damn it. <laughs> uh, no, but
2: it, it got ex- especially worse last night. We had a bunch of friends uh, over for dinner and... Um, they uh, they were really excited about the. They are Sylvia's friends, and they use Instagram a lot, and so they wanted to see the iPhone 10. And they were I mentioned Instagram because they got super excited about the portrait mode. And so basically, what happened was uh, we have this group of ten, um, not ten, I would say maybe f- uh, six or seven female friends, and uh, everybody looking at my iPhone 10. And they're making Instagram stories about the iPhone 10, and every single one of the, of Sylvia's friends, they are referring to the iPhone as the iPhone X, and they're making Instagram stories. And I'm just sitting in a corner drinking my espresso and being like, "All oh, these people are wrong. What am I supposed to do now?" <laughs> uh, and they're like, and they're making these stories by, "Hey, this is Stitch's uh, iPhone X," um, which is even worse. It sounds even worse in Italian because it's iPhone X, which is it's all Ooh. kinds of wrong yeah Ooh, i don't like uh,
0: that
2: yeah i don't like it either so uh, i asked because i'm not sure how to do like socially in these situations like i don't want to correct people and be like on 10 different instagram stories in the background with the guy no it's the iphone 10 actually you know uh, so <laughs> <laughs> <I don't,
0: laughs> you just pop in um, just,
2: po- just pop in as clippy but for <laughs> apple marketing uh, names did you mean yeah. <laughs> sorry steven anyway
1: go ahead you, you called me clippy <laughs> That's what you've done. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Anyway, know, back know to the
2: back to the videos.
1: So yeah, so it was it was fun to do. I was extremely self conscious filming myself. Yeah, I, I do it in the studio a good bit now, so it's not weird in here. But walking mm-hmm. across the Whole Foods parking lot, so I I, I did that shot talking about uh, Apple Pay, and I, I get in my car and I put the phone down, and there's someone like in the car across from me just staring at me like. Trying to work out, like, is he Facetiming
0: somebody? Like, that's sort of weird to see in public, but you know, it's so obvious you're not, though, right? Like, yeah. I always think that, like, oh, well, they think that I'm Facetiming? You don't look like you're Facetiming, right? You look like you're filming yourself. I don't know why there's a difference, especially,
2: especially when you when you say stuff like, uh, "Make sure to 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 like the video and subscribe." I'm pretty <laughs> sure you wouldn't say that on
0: FaceTime. Like and subscribe to Facetime. <laughs> <laughs> i will say about this right that your vlogs were so good they were almost annoying to me um, <laughs> because it is a very awkward thing to do but you seem to just deal with it very well except in that parking lot because yeah. I could see what you were doing. You were holding the phone lower down. Yeah. I did this when I when I did like my first couple out in the street. Like you don't hold it up to your face like you do everywhere else. You hold it like a little bit more towards your chest. Because mm-hmm. like I really just don't want people to see to see what I'm doing. Yeah,
1: out in the woods, <laughs> it was fine because most of it, it was shot easy. like no in one... the state park uh-huh. in the middle of
0: nowhere. But. Um, but they're great. If you haven't watched Stevens' vlogs, don't just take his word for it. Go and watch them. They are very, very, very good. And it's more than just the review stuff. There's some nice scenery. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really nice. You yeah. can get a slice of Southern life, right? <laughs> there is. There is a slice of Southern life in there. Uh, both of these videos
1: were demonetized over the weekend. And doing some homework, it seems like basically anyone with iPhone 10 or iPhone 10 review in the title of their videos were demonetized. I so when that happens, YouTube says you can't advertise, advertisements won't run on this. So you're making no money and you can request a manual review. And so I did that and both came through that and were re monetized. And it seems like some other videos I, w- I had kind of noticed were, have been fixed. So maybe, uh, maybe that was some sort of weird issue in YouTube system. Uh, you insert conspiracy theory about Google and Apple here, but, uh, they're remonetized. I, I thought it was an interesting thing. Like I was talking to uh, to a couple of people who have much bigger YouTube channels. They're like, "Yeah, you're a real YouTuber now. You've been demonetized without warning." I was like, "Yeah, that that's not what I expected, but um, it's uh, it's, it's been a fun experiment. I don't expect this to this sort of video to take over what I do on YouTube, but I thought it would be a fun way to sort of share the iPhone 10 like first weekend.
0: Should we talk about the iPhone 10?
1: Yeah, yeah, Federico, what do you think?
0: Um...
2: Well, it's only been like 24 hours. Um so I'm still trying to process what I'm what I'm actually using here. But my first reaction that and sort of the thought that I keep going back to is um, this feels like almost like an impossible phone. Hmm. Um because the, the first time the first time I I like I opened the box and I and I uh took the iPhone out of the package and I started the setup the setup process, and I looked at the screen and I went like this is i mean the, the first re- reaction was my god, like it's almost entirely screen, and I said to Sylvia we were together yesterday, we were doing the setup, and I said, it feels like i I shouldn't be using this phone in this this kind of device in twenty seventeen it doesn't feel like it's it's possible to go from an iPhone that look, looks like my iPhone 7 Plus to this 12 months later. Um, it almost looks wrong in a, in a good way that it feels like something from the future that it's available today. And so from that point of view, sort of the iPhone Ten naming scheme makes sense. And I've always said that the idea of calling it 10 just for the concept of the phone from tomorrow, but today makes sense. But really, in practice, it feels like the combination of the display and this sort of seamless design that, uh, with the glass that blends into the the display and then it's also in the back of the of the iphone and how the um it almost feels like apps uh, want to escape the screen they want to go uh, all the way up to the corners and how those corners are rounded and they follow like uh, the shape of the device it it does feel to me like a phone that shouldn 't be possible, but it is, and I'm still trying to understand how because it's a very different phone, and so they it has this highly gestural driven um, interaction it's very different from before um, that you know we used to have the home button, and sort of all of our interactions were anchored to that button. But now it sort of it feels like we're free to do whatever we want in a more natural way, and so the metaphor of ho- you're just holding a screen in your hands is stronger than ever in the iPhone X, and it's it's a combination. I think it's a combination of it's almost entirely screen, and it, you, it's it's got these rounded corners, and it feels like you're holding a display, but also the fact that there's no physical home button in the front of the device means that you're actually holding a display and all your interactions are driven by multi-touch and that's a powerful idea i think um, something interesting occurred as i was setting up the phone sylvia looked at it and she went like is it all glass i said yeah because you know it's an indesign and it's wireless charging and she just goes eh, i don't like it <laughs> It's like, this is the phone we've been waiting for for months. Uh, it's you're a hot take right there. <laughs> you're supposed to love this phone because <laughs> I also love it. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I'll probably wait, wait, stick wait, wait. with the iPhone 7. <laughs> so, you know, the entire discussion that uh, uh, Mike and Jason were were having an upgrade about the people who want the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 8 Plus, I think I have one of those people in my household. Um, <laughs> So we'll see how it goes. But uh, she she started coming around. On, I think on the iPhone 10 uh, when I did a comparison of the black levels uh, um, f- between my iPhone 7 Plus and the iPhone 10. And so she went like, "Oh boy, uh, the, the the black on the on the 7 Plus looks like dark gray compared to actual black on the 10." Uh, and I was like, "See, see, I told you the, the iPhone 10 is pretty good." And she was like, "Yeah, maybe." So maybe she maybe she'll get an iPhone 10 eventually. I don't know, but overall. My my first thought, sort of the idea that I keep having today, 24 hours later, it's amazing that when I look at it, when when it's on a table or when I take it out of my pocket and I look at it, it's just a, a screen. I'm holding a screen. I'm not holding a phone with a screen. I'm holding a screen that is also a phone or a computer, if that makes sense.
1: It, it, it does make sense. And I don't mean to argue with you because I agree with all of that, but... Th- other phones have done this. Mm. Like I'm not saying sure. that you're not saying that, right? I just I just want to point out that that there are other phones who have done this. I think maybe even to a greater degree. But you're right. It it it's amazing how quickly
0: my old phone looked super old, like way yeah, older than a year. It's new to us, right? Like yeah. the three of us. It's new to us because we haven't had phones like right. we use in like daily use that are like this you know agreed so i I think that's a big like a big part of it for sure Mm -hmm. Mm because i I, you know i agree like with what you guys are saying right this is it's wild like i just i want to keep playing with it all the time because it's so it's so strange in a good way right like it's this you know it's this beautiful like just (sighs) The luxurious feeling of this phone is is mm. is really like something I keep coming back to. Like, it just feels like such a step up ev- in every direction. You know, like the glass feels so good and the stainless steel, you know, especially on the silver, in my opinion, just looks just looks wonderful. And I can't stop looking at that screen. Because, yep. you know, it's it's all of the technology. Like, it's not just the shape and size. It's the wide color gamut. It's the true tone. Yep. All of that stuff together, it's it's wonderful. Um. I, yeah, like, just, you know, as you're saying, Federico, like, the blacks and the colors, like, when you have the screen off, it's, Im- like, it is impossible to see where the seams are. Mm-hmm. You know, I very frequently mm-hmm. am finding myself trying to turn this phone on upside down.
2: Yeah, me too, yeah.
0: Because it's like, you look at it, and it's like, well, there is no seam anymore. Like, it is just all black, and uh, I love it. I really, really and love it.
2: I know that other phones try, especially Samsung, tried to uh, do this before, but I I generally think that it's not just the, like, the way that they have, you know, you know uh, the ears at the top and the notch at the top. I think the key difference here is the lack of a bezel at the bottom of the phone. I feel like not enough people are talking about the fact that this phone goes all the way to the bottom. The display doesn't stop towards the lower end of the device. And I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but I honestly think it's more impressive at the bottom of the phone rather than at the top. uh, Because the the top is fine. like, it, And I think it's also the reason why I, I don't think the notch is such a big deal. And I'm not constantly looking at the status bar anyway. But at the bottom, you know, when I'm uh, switching sections in, in apps, I'm tapping on like action buttons or switching top bars. I'm uh, constantly looking at the bottom of, uh, you know, iPhone UIs. And so the lack of a bezel at the bottom, I think it's, it's a... It's a much bigger um, contributor to the fact of to the feeling of this feels like an entire screen in the palm of my hands. Um, but before we before we talk about uh, because I know we want to talk about Face ID, we want to talk about uh, the notch and the status bar. I wanted to ask you guys about um, controlling this iPhone via gestures and all the different swipes and commands that are now moving away from the home button and uh, getting different. Options and activation methods in the iPhone ten, and I wanted to start with the um, with the multitasking app picker mm-hmm. because it uh, for the first few hours yesterday it felt to me like it was the trickiest uh, gesture to learn and to it is um, the trickiest and to familiarize myself with. Um, I don't know if it's the, the best way to go about it, but I've started doing um, sort of this quick semicircle gesture from the. So from the, from the bottom right, from the bottom right corner, I do a quick swipe up and to the left. Like it, le- it takes less than a second. And, and if I do that, I go straight into multitasking. I'm not, I don't do the swipe up and hold. I think it's faster if I do bottom right and up left. It, less than a second, no holding and waiting. What, what do hmm. you guys think of opening the
0: the app switcher. So I'm trying that too, right? Like just kind of flicking in from a corner like to the other side. You know, so doing it from the left-hand side, for example, you kind of feel like you're just dragging the apps out um, like from the very bottom left corner. That works. The way I've been doing it is just like the pull up a little bit and just hold for a second and it comes out. This is something that I don't feel like I've fully mastered my gesture yet because the gesture that I have been using is it's slow you know like i'm waiting you know like Mm -hmm. i'm just kind of just hanging out and then eventually the the this weird multitasking thing will come out like that is of the gestures the new gestures that's the one that i have also along with most people have been struggling with but that like kind of flicking out from the corner like across the state across the dock is actually that actually works pretty well federica Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah i know it's it's not too bad um i'm not sure if i like i would probably um try and see if the official apple method of just swipe up and hold if it maybe will work over time uh but the i'm also kind of struggling with control center mm. um not not because i i cannot reach the status bar because uh i mean um I was used to a plus phone and I could almost use the the plus with just one hand. So using this one is no problem for me. I can reach the top just fine. Um but it's the muscle memory that's the problem for me and I I constantly keep trying to open control center by swiping up. I think this will this will um this would be okay in a few days as I you know this this new muscle memory kicks in. But it's also the fact that the control center it's now uh the opposite of what it used to be. It used to be something that came up from the bottom, now it's sort of this model um I'm not sure how you call it sheet. It's not a sheet, it's like a no like an overlay that sort of comes down from the top. And the problem for me there is that for example on on, on my iPhone Plus I could swipe up slowly and then tap on them on the music controls for example now if i swipe down slowly with my thumb the music controls are below my thumb and so i cannot do the same gesture with one hand as comfortably as before it's a very different like it's the like on the vertical axis is the opposite of what it used to be and I'm not sure if this is the best way that Control Center should be done on the iPhone 10. I know that a lot of people have been telling me on Twitter uh, to use reachability, which is an option in the iPhone 10. So you swipe down on the home bar and then you swipe down again uh, from the top right where the status bar would be while in reachability mode, which is fine. But I keep thinking that maybe there should be another method altogether to open Control Center. Yeah, that's center. like a hack, right? Like, it's, it's like a not. Hack, yeah.
0: It doesn't feel right. You know, I, I wondered why there couldn't be a way to put it all in multitasking, you know, like on the mm-hmm. iPad. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to try and see if that could be a, a potential option because at least at least, I would be coming from the bottom for it, you know, like which mm-hmm. is what I'm used to doing. Stephen, what do you think about Control Center?
1: I, I agree with you all. I think it's in the wrong place. Like it, it, I think it belongs in, in multitasking. I also yeah. sort of struggle yeah. with the the visuals of it, where the cover sheet slides down, but then the Control Center just sort of appears. And yeah, it's weird looking. There,
2: there's something about it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And my one of my least favorite things is uh, the sort of lack of information in the status bar. Like if if you're in Do Not Disturb, you can't see that in the status bar unless you are in, in Control Center. And so my rethinking of this, again, I'm not the, stop your emails. I'm not the team of designers and UX engineers who worked on this. It's just one man's opinion. But you can combine all of that into multitasking, where if you're in multitasking, Control Center's on the far right, and you bring all the status bar information into that view. So if you are multitasking, you have control center, and you have those other items available to you uh, for viewing. I think that could all be one place, and I think it would all make sense there, sort of logically the way the OS goes together. Uh, It really feels like control center's not where it's uh, supposed to be. One thing you didn't mention about multitasking is the... Like the fast app switching. So if you if you swipe horizontally yeah. across the bottom of the screen, you can move between the three most recent apps. You can only swipe to the left, I think, or sometimes you can't to the right. That seems a little confusing. But um, I've been using it a bunch because I, I restored from backup, but not everything comes over. And so I'm in 1Password way more than I normally am. And so I can be like in an app and then go to one password and then go back to the app and have them like real close together if i have to log into multiple things and that's really nice it's not at all discoverable but it doesn't need to be because it multitasking will take care of most people but it's a really fast way to switch between the
0: most recent couple of apps i'm really using that one a, a good bit actually steven you put a note in to our document that i'm very pleased that you put in yeah, because I wanted to talk about this, and I figured you would be the person who would understand. Yes, as the um, uh, what did we decide last
1: week? The Syracuse stand-in. I must talk about yeah. RSI, mm-hmm. and uh, I've had a fair bit of RSI in my right hand, in particular, um, uh, including before and after like extensive nerve surgery in my elbow, which is the topic for another day. But um, I am really struggling with all the swiping in my right thumb. And I, the last time I really had this on a phone is when I moved to the plus for the first time. So I'm hoping that this is just an adjustment period, but especially the most troubling one for me is swipe up. And that's the one you use all the dang time on this new phone. And like to a point, um, Friday after I'd set it up, I just sat the phone down for like hours because I can't, I can't do it. Um, It seems a little better over the weekend, even until today. So I'm hoping that I'm just adjusting, but that is worrisome to me. And if it doesn't go away completely, you know, I I have thought about, do I need to try to figure out how to use my phone with my left hand so I could use it with both hands and, and balance the workload or or what? But as of right now, it's not a home run
0: for me in this regard. Yeah, I'm struggling too. My, my thumbs and uh hurting, and i've noticed additional pains in my wrists um i mean i i'm i've never had surgery like like you but i have had rsi problems and this is normal for me you know like if if i bring a new device into my life that has some new method of operating it causes me problems like when i first got the switch there was problems with the switch i don't know why um and there, i've had some problems over the weekend with the phone i mean i'm using the phone more than i would normally use a phone because right. it's new and exciting and whatever yes. but these are new interactions and i'm kind of just hoping that i'll just get used to them over time and like this isn't a complaint because like what are you going to do right like y- you can't stay that way forever and do you know what i thought about honestly like if this is a thing that continues i'll use assistive touch Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, the little thing that flies around on a screen. Like, yeah. if this is a big problem for me, then I'll try and use that more. Same. Um, but I, I remember I had these problems when I moved to the Plus as well. So I'm hoping that it will just it, it will just go away. But it's something that I think is always worth remembering. Like, also, I had, uh, I had some problems when 3D Touch came out as well. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just, like, you're used to doing these things in certain ways. And then when they change, like, the... the the change can cause stress until your hands get used to it. And this is something that I think affects more and more people these days because of how much we use our devices. Like, it has made me start to think, like, I'm I'm terrified about the thought that using these devices is, like, actually just destroying us all and, like... (laughs) In a few years, like no one will be able to use them anymore. Like I've just been, I've been like playing around this dystopian hellscape in my mind of like everybody and like their claw hands, and like nobody can use touchscreens anymore. And then like the robots take our jobs or something. Like I don't know. You you can also set assistive touch to open control center. I just learned, so mm-hmm. don't have to bring that down. No, yeah. So it's I don't know. Federico, your silence is making me think one of two things: that one. Or three things. One, you think that we're wild and have lost our minds. Two, you have no problems with this. Or three, uh, you think we're old. I don't know. But I know it's one of those. Which
2: one do you think it is?
0: Um, I don't think you're having any problems with this, because in the past you've like dispelled these problems. And I'm assuming that you just think we're old.
2: No, I don't think you're old, but also I don't have these problems. Yeah. Um. So it's it's been fine for me, totally fine. Uh, but I understand why it can be a problem. Um, like, um, I know that uh, this is a concern for you, uh, and uh, I don't think you're old. I think a lot of people have these issues. So it's important to have fallback options, like and Assistive Touch. Yeah, yeah, they exist. They exist I, mean, I don't, which, which, I don't want good,
0: to yeah. use it. Like, I don't want to have to use Assistive Touch, but it's there, just in case. Mm. Right. All right, should we take a break? Let's do it. This episode of Connected is brought to you by our friends at Casper. Casper are the company focused on sleep, and they are dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. You spend a third of your life sleeping. That's a lot of your life. If you spend a third of your life doing anything, wouldn't you want to make sure that it is as best as it can possibly be? This is why you need a Casper mattress. Their mattresses are perfectly designed for humans with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. It's got all the right support, in all the right places. I love that line so much. So what goes into making a Casper mattress so comfortable? They combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Their mattresses are designed and developed in the U.S. and their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And with over twenty thousand reviews of an average rating of four point eight stars, Casper is very quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. It's easy to see why. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper because of their one. 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial they deliver directly to your door and if for any reason you don't love it they have a hassle-free return policy for 100 nights you just send it back it's no problem steven you have a casper mattress does it give you all the right support in all the right places it it does that's the exact phrase i think of yeah no it's it's awesome Mm -hmm. we're big fans so, you can start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper today. You can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com/slash connected and using connected at checkout. Terms and conditions apply as casper.com and the offer code connected for your $50 off. Thank you so much to Casper for their support of this show. So, should we talk about apps? Like, mm. I have found in general, like, the vast majority of apps that I'm using have been optimized. Uh, uh, yeah. Which is yeah. great, right?
1: I've been I've been surprised by it. I'm, it's encouraging to see. I was a little afraid it was going to be a longer term thing, but I would say the majority of apps I'm in every day are are uh, compliant. You know, they're they're doing what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm.
0: and they were ready for me as well. Like it wasn't like it, they just kind of shook out. Like as soon as I turned the phone on, like I had a bunch of apps already supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: but it's, the ones been...
0: that aren't look. Weird and old <laughs> and yeah tiny,
1: yeah it, it it's kind of funny I guess because they're using the the iPhone six size class and they just put black bars around it that mm-hmm. they don't look bad it's not it's not like they 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 blow up or stretch they're just like centered in the screen in a, in a very very sort of unsettling way they're still totally usable but it, it's definitely reminiscent of, you know, going from the the 4 to the 5 or something like that.
2: There's also some developers that consciously do not embrace the the notch and the new layout of the iPhone 10, and I think those apps just look wrong. Yeah. Like, when you're using those apps, they are updated for the iPhone X, so they are, you know, they they have the correct the correct aspect ratio and all that. But they they made a decision to block out the status bar with a black background, for example. And I think they just they look like Android apps on an iPhone in a way, like the notch. I I feel like and and the sort of the split status bar has this distinctive feeling to it, which I which I appreciate visually when you're holding the iPhone and you see the UI stretching all the way to the top, I think it looks nice. But also, um, there's this uh, sort of, it feels like using like iOS 5 or iOS 4 back when the status bar was black and there was like this clear separation between the status controls and the title bar and the rest of the content and and honestly I think we we are we've moved past that but there's some I feel like there's some designers that kind of want to bring that sort of style back in fashion and I'm not a fan. I think it just looks wrong. It doesn't take advantage of the screen and also it could be a problem for the OLED screen for the burning problem of the of OLED. Uh if you're, you know, uh, if you display um elements that switch colors and sort of they are more dynamic than just blocking out the status bar with a black background, maybe over time there could be a problem. Uh and I have a feeling that this is the reason why Apple is uh has been advising developers to um, embrace this layout and to make sure that their UIs stretch all the way to the top corners because you want to have as much dynamic content as possible uh, on the screen. You don't want to have, you know, wallpapers or any kind of background that is a fixed element and, you know, that is displayed always in the same position over time. Um, So uh, most of all, I think they just look weird.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think that people that, or developers that decided to make a stand um, and use a like a black bar at the top, I think that their apps immediately look old and out of place. Mm-hmm. And whenever I open apps that are like this, like for example, Castro is one of them. I opened Castro, and I thought that they hadn't updated. And I was really confused about it because I like the way that their bottom bar looks, right? Because they've got all the play controls and it's completely black, which is beautiful. I love applications that use like completely black because completely black with OLED screens is wonderful because it looks Mm -hmm. like the screen's not even on, right? So like they use the background there, but at the top, they've just gone for the flat. For the flat look, and I don't like it, and I understand like and I've seen them saying that like they wanted to get the device and they want to play with it, and they wanted to make sure they were doing the right things, and so I hope that in the future they along with other developers support it, but it has but this is just an example of what we were talking about and what I believe from the beginning, which was that you really should be designing for the notch because it was going to look great and turns out it does look great, and apps that aren't supporting it, I think. I think that they're taking the wrong move of it. And even just trying to do basic support, even if it's a case of just like extending the color of your title bar all the way up to the top of the screen, it looks modern and fresh and cool. Um, And I appreciate any app that is doing that right now.
2: I I don't know who put this next point in our document, but I just wanted to say that I 100% agree with this and I was going to bring this up. (laughs)
0: it was me yeah. more apps need true dark modes yes. so yes. we've had dark modes for a long time on ios that are t- kind of like a dark gray you know they're kind of stylized yeah. they look really nice and that worked really great until we got oled screens mm-hmm. i have used enough android devices with oled screens to understand what a true dark mode is and a lot of android apps have a setting in them for like an oled dark mode mm-hmm. because this is where the dark mode is black and when it is black, it looks wonderful. Like, I called Steven on Slack yesterday. And when you're in a Slack call, they, own, they the screen is completely black except for the, like, the hang-up and call button and the little uh, picture of the person. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's how great this looks because it looked like the only elements of the screen that were on were the ones that were in color. Um, and I want more apps to have true dark modes now because... We have a screen now in our hands that can really take advantage um, of of black levels.
1: Yeah, I think it's time for Apple to even extend that to the system. Like if you use a lot of first-party apps, you know, you you maybe have a bunch of dark modes and TweetBot and Overcast and stuff, but then you go to Mail and you're blinded. And it, it, Apple has the pieces there in the Watch app, you know, the the... That's been a dark mode, a true dark mode, like black background, as long as it's shipped like two years now or three years, however long the Apple Watch has been out. So Apple clearly has experimented with this, and I think it'd be really nice to see that in a future iOS update, uh, to at least to have the option to put the, the OS and the first-party apps into a sort of OLED-friendly mode. Because I, I agree with you, I'm not generally a dark mode kind of guy but i have switched to it in a couple apps because it does look so nice on this oled display
2: so um uh, are you guys struggling with finding wallpapers for this device because i feel like i spent two hours yesterday just (laughs) looking looking on on the internet for iphone 10 wallpapers and what i eventually did um which this might make steven happy on the lock screen I think I'm using what some Reddit person said was a macOS wallpaper flipped vertically. So mm. it's basically a, a 16 by 9 wallpaper uh, flipped so it can be used on the iPhone X, which is a very colorful wallpaper. Um, and then on the home screen, I just, I always want, uh, I like home screen wallpapers that are either purple or black or dark blue. And because I like the way that these colors contrast with the colors of apps on my home screen. But I couldn't find anything that I liked for the iPhone X. And so what I did was I took one of Steven's uh, 5K uh, classic macOS OS X wallpapers, the Leopard one. I used an app called Blur on my iPhone to apply some uh, blur to the image. And I flipped the image vertically and I'm using that as my home screen.
0: I hadn't changed my home screens. Um, like what I'm using right now is the same as what I was using before, and I'm using um, a remaster artwork wallpaper, which is a exclusive perk for Relay FM members, uh, as my locks as my like home screen um but for my lock screen i'm using a picture of me and adina from our engagement like and they both look fantastic I, I i was like perfectly fine with both of them like i don't feel like i need to find something which is specific for this phone because the ones that i am using are really good
1: yeah i for me i haven't changed mine either i don't think i'm using a, a family picture as the lock screen and for a long time i was u- using black for the the uh, the home screen uh, and I'm still doing that because it looks really nice behind the the icons on OLED and the black is just so deep so uh, no change for me but I, I do I do appreciate what you're saying Federico I think part of it for me is the because the the form factor is different and the you know the the resolution is different so. The family photo I was using, I ended up kind of resetting it and moving it over a little bit because the cropping was strange on the taller phone. Because mm-hmm. that that size difference is noticeable if you're using a photo that's like exactly placed.
2: All right, so do we want to talk about the actual features of this phone? Because uh, <laughs> nah. we we I mean we're talking about apps, we're talking about the notch, we're talking about wallpapers. Let's talk about the camera. Um, so we don't. Uh, I don't think we. Neither of us use the. Um, iphone 8 and 8 plus so Mm -hmm. the portrait lightning effects are new to us um they were new to me for sure um as i mentioned last night the selfie portrait mode was a huge hit among silvia's friends and i should say it's a very nice upgrade if you take a lot of selfies you know it's it's um it's not too bad, honestly. I think it's better than uh, how uh, the original portrait mode launched uh, l- last year. I guess uh, it's it's actually pretty decent for 1.0 beta. I don't know if Apple calls it beta the selfie portrait, but no, I it's, so. got, it, it's actually very nice. And I can see I can see how um, normal people that don't have podcasts or uh, write workflows uh, they might appreciate this change. Uh, it's it's a very welcome upgrade. I have mixed feelings about the uh, portrait lighting effects. Uh, The studio light, the stage light and the mono. Um, I, I haven't been able yet to take a decent photo with those effects and when I tried last night to demo this feature to said friends, it failed miserably. Like, it didn't just fail, like, it created some incredibly and ridiculously wrong images with, like, some person's face like blurred in half with the sort of with a black <laughs> background with a black background cutting into their jaw that's, that's, uh, that's, which that's is awful. super wrong just so uh, just awful so i, I was curious if you, if you guys had a better experience with this
0: nope <laughs> okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> i have a couple of problems um which are specific to me but they are problems so Uh, I just took a picture right now that I'm sending to you two, so you can kind of get some idea of of one of my problems. Uh, Right now, um, I am currently wearing uh, eyeglasses, which are, the frames are clear. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> and portrait mode does not like those, Mm-mm. right? Like it. Str- I found portrait mode to struggle with uh, eyeglasses anyway, um, but clear ones does not like uh, the picture that I've just sent you. Both is the only time that I've ever gotten a half decent picture out of this thing because portrait mode hates my beard. Oh it hates my beard. So if I take a picture kind of from the <laughs> side, so, like, my beard is in front of some clothing or whatever, and I kind of angle it just right, but if I take a, a picture front on, it kind of cuts my chin into a triangle. It's very <laughs> peculiar. Uh, it really doesn't like... I mean, you know, portrait mode struggles with, with hair. It really struggles when that hair is on your face. And this is only in the stage lighting ones. In the regular yeah. ones, they're, they're kind of fine, right? Like, they're fine. Um, they, they take pictures and they look mostly okay um but in the stage lighting ones it can get it can get it can get pretty hairy right now for me i've got to say yeah Mm. i
2: I just took two stage lights um and uh, the, both the mono and uh, the normal one, um, they don't like the fact that I have uh, headphones on. So it looks like I have like a ring of light around my head <laughs> um, because it's not cutting, it's not cutting where, the, where the hair should be. So it keeps the headphones and then it gets confused and it's like, oh my God, what is going on here? There's no, there's no what am I supposed to be cutting here? So there's like this light around my head. But the contour and the, and the studio light are actually pretty decent, I think. They're not too bad.
1: Yeah, it's it's struggling. Uh, it, it's fine. I mean, I kind of thought we would see these things everywhere, and then once we, I think, saw how how it's performing, uh, there's a reason we're not our Instagram feeds aren't full of them. But I think it'll get there. You know, the the portrait mode out of the back cameras has definitely improved, and I think I think they will. Um, they'll get there uh, slowly but surely. Via. Oh
0: God, Stephen, this is so bad. Yeah. So so, so
1: mine. <laughs> Uh, it's like I've been in some sort of industrial accident.
0: We have to put these in the show notes, right? Like, I feel like we, we can't not because we're, you know, like, oh, man. So
1: mine looks like I'm sinking into a vat of, like, black oil, and it's, like, creeping over my shoulder as I slowly get pulled down into it. You
0: look like a a badly cut-out cartoon character in Microsoft Paint, right? Like, yeah. you know when someone has tried to, like, go through and yeah. remove the background by hand? That's yeah. how it looks. Yeah. Oh, Federico, yours is terrible. Uh, mine is the only half decent one, I think. Oh yeah. my! Will, I'll yeah. put these all. Uh, I'll put these in the show notes, so you can see them uh, on the page. So. Oh my god! Yeah, th- look, it's is not. It's not good. Do you, but you know what? Right? Like I've seen a lot of videos. I've seen a lot of comparisons. The ones on the Pixel are way better. Every every comparison video, every comparison photo that I've seen. Uh, the Google Pixel seems to do a better job uh, because hashtag machine learning right
2: yeah, yeah uh, so anyway, I think in the short in the short term uh, we will probably see uh, normal uh, portrait selfies and mm-hmm. maybe some studio light and control light yep. uh, the stage lights are just too buggy right now, I feel yeah um, the other camera related feature is an emoji which is also another hit uh, with my friends and my girlfriend and my mom. And the world. And the world, really. If you take a look on Twitter, Animoji Karaoke, Animoji, uh, what's called theater uh, with the movie Mm -hmm. scenes, uh, people are using and remixing and sort of doing creative things with Animoji that maybe Apple uh, could, uh, you know, they they knew this was going to happen. Maybe they didn't know that this was going to happen. It feels to me like if they knew this should have been somehow integrated into clips. Uh, you know, they have this social video creative movie-making app. Mm-hmm. Why not integrate an emoji with clips
0: anyway? Because um, honestly, I don't, I don't think we can criticize them for that. I don't think anybody saw this coming.
2: Maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, I think it's super fun, Animoji. emoji. Um, if anything, I want more characters, and I want the ten second limit to be removed. I think it's super fun uh every time I create one and I send one every you know, you know, I start laughing because it's just so funny to have these animals or the pile of poo or the pig uh, you know making different faces and expressions and emotions uh it's maybe I think this is the first iMessage feature or app you know that's a true uh, success uh, th- that is a true success apple <laughs> tried with digital touch multiple times on the <laughs> apple watch and the iphone never worked uh, and they also did stickers but this one i think they got it
0: what is your favorite federica what is the emoji you gravitate towards
2: uh i want to say either the pig uh mm-hmm. because i think Pig's it's good. F- it's fun that 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 i represent myself as a, as an emoji pig mm-hmm. um or i i mean i'm partial to the monkey of course monkey's good too yeah
0: the, Stephen, the monkey what about is you've yeah. you been sending them to anybody i've just i've sent a handful to you and i've
1: used the mm-hmm. fox so far fox is good i think i, I like his I, he's not my favorite animal out of those but i like the expressions that that it mm-hmm. that
0: it has yeah see i'm in the the exact opposite of that the unicorn is my favorite but the unicorn is difficult to express with yeah um but i try my best because the unicorn i think of myself you know if i was going to be any of those animojis i would be the big bright colorful unicorn i think that's probably what i would be mm-hmm. uh so it's the one that i've been using but it, it, it's not as expressive as, as some of the other ones which is a shame but i love mm-hmm. i absolutely love it it's such a fantastic and fun and weird and silly feature but it's the photo booth of the iPhone, right? Like, yeah. it's what it is, yeah. right? Like, it's this fun thing that people are enjoying and it's turned into this really, really great meme like that people yeah. uh, seem to be really catching on with and I think that's awesome. Uh,
2: two interesting points that I want to make. Um, once again, um, I, I take a look at what Sylvia does uh, because uh, she she's a normal person and so I value her feedback. Um, literally... Twenty seconds into using an emoji, she goes like, "Why is it not recognizing my tongue?" So she was trying oh, to do I keep like doing
0: this too. silly yeah.
2: faces, and she was like, "It's not picking up what I'm doing with my tongue." And uh, and I thought that was a good point. So I can see I can see how maybe down the road uh, Apple's uh, facial mapping model will be enhanced, so it recognizes even you know what you're doing with your mouth. Basically, I think that mm-hmm. that should be done, uh, and also. People are digging around the iOS eleven code on the iPhone ten, and it seems like um, Animoji are using this private framework called Avatar Kit, something like that. Um, which, in theory, if you know what you're doing uh, and you call a bunch of private APIs, you can write an app. There's one on GitHub. Uh, in fact, uh, it's been going around on Twitter. Uh, you can make an app that uh, lets you create Animoji outside of iMessage. Which is interesting because it means, in theory, this is a framework, so Apple could easily reuse it in different apps outside of Messages.
0: A very interesting, right? And I assume that there are people inside of Apple right now scrambling to work out how to capitalize further on this trend, right? Like mm. they're not silly; they know, what, mm-hmm. they, you know, they know what to do. And if they if they think that there is an opportunity for them to extend this right now, then they'll probably you know, do that. <laughs>
2: uh, if only this company had a music service to bundle with this feature you know?
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You they, know? Should, they, they should just make an emoji karaoke. It should just be an app, right? And you get the lyrics come up in front of you and yeah. you can sing along and mouth along to it. I mean, Man. they
2: have Apple Music with all the songs you could possibly wish for. And they are the only music streaming service with lyrics built in. And they also have an emoji. So, I mean, I, I'm come not on, a product Apple. manager. I'm not a product manager, but this seems like a safe idea.
0: Yeah, somebody somebody needs to get on it, right? Someone has to get on that. Uh, yeah. What about Face ID then? Because we're talking no, about an emoji. It's part of the whole camera thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen, Face ID. I want to go to you first. How has it been working for you? What do you think? It's been
1: working really well. The setup is super simple, and I've used it in pitch black rooms. I used it to unlock my phone at like four o'clock in the morning, you know, without my glasses on, and it it did fine. It's worked with glasses, without glasses, with a hat, without a hat. The only real thing I've noticed, and I never would have noticed except that I was using my camera in landscape to shoot a bunch of video, and the the phone wants to be oriented in the same direction as your face. So if you pick your phone up, it wants to be in portrait mode. If you're laying down on your side, then the phone needs to be in landscape. Like I think I'm explaining that right. The phone needs to be oriented in portrait mode in in relation mm-hmm. to your head. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, I tried digging into maybe why that's possible. And I read some like crackpot theories, but I'm not really sure why. But th- that's something to think about, especially like if you're using it in bed, you just need to turn it a little bit. But honestly, it's been really nice. I haven't really missed touch idea. I, ha- I haven't had it fail, I think, I think outside of the why doesn't it work on its side? And once I sort of understood that, it's been fine. Where it really shines is using it in apps so my banking app supports face id uh one password of course and when the system asks you hey you know uh do you want to log in all you have to do is be looking at the phone and it's it makes using those apps feel way faster even though it's not uh it it feels way like way less friction, and that's something I didn't anticipate. It feels
0: like part of the flow of the application. Yeah, it's right? it's like, not like you're, you're being just interrupted for it to return an answer, as opposed to you having to go and act upon something to make something occur.
1: Yep, it's really nice. So I I have been really happy with it. I have not had a bunch of errant you know issues with it um, so far. I've been I've been really impressed.
0: What about you, Federico? Uh, I just I
2: just love it. Uh, I think it's I I was you know I need to say that i was that i was wrong that i take back all the possible um you know i was i was highly skeptical of abandoning touch id not only does this work better than touch id because it so far it's never failed me um and that's because you know touch id was dependent on this point of contact with your hand um and it was it was a, an additional step. Even if it got better with the second version of Touch ID, it was still an extra step that you needed to take, and that was affected by external conditions, such as maybe you just got out of the shower and your hands are wet, and so Touch ID is now working as it should be. But Face ID is n- not an additional step because you you are you know you're always wearing your face, and your face is always <laughs> on. And it doesn't. You just like to look at your phone. Um, Face on worldwide. Exactly. And so it ju- its this kind. It, this idea of this ambient um, technology that is aware of you and it just just thinks by detecting you I think it's awesome I think it, it works really well for me it picked uh, I, I saw a few people saying it doesn't work in the morning because I, I look sleepy I didn't have that problem this morning and I woke up without my eyeglasses on and it just unlocked just fine <laughs> I had
0: this thing this morning <laughs> It was so ridiculous. I woke up, like, earlier than I should have, right? Like, I just woke up and whatever. And I picked up my phone and I was... I was trying to unlock it, but like my eyes weren't fully open. And like, you know, when you're <laughs> tired, like you're trying to open your eyes and like, yeah. one eye closes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was fighting with the iPhone to try and unlock it because like I couldn't open my eyes. And I just kind of started laughing to myself as I realized what I was doing. And there was this part of me that's just like, how often was I doing this? Like, Unlocking my iPhone whilst yeah. half asleep? In a stupor. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and now it's like my, my phone is like, come on, dude. Like, just, just actually wake up yeah. before you start digging into this stuff. Eh? Yeah. Uh,
2: I think, as Stephen mentioned, uh, it's especially impressive you know, inside apps. Uh, I was surprised that... Uh, I shouldn't be surprised, but it's always nice when the 1Password extension comes up. So you're outside of the app and Face ID uh, kicks in and it authenticates you. Like I I needed to fill in my login details in Slack. And so I brought up the 1Password extension and Face ID worked. And I thought, well, that's really nice. And I also noticed that now Apple is sort of using um, authentication in more places. Like in Safari, when uh, like the automatic login stuff, now it's constantly checking for Face ID authentication. I'm pretty sure it it wasn't as frequent with Touch ID and the previous um, Safari iCloud keychain. or maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong. But it seems I don't like think
0: it was doing it. I I honestly I, yeah. find that kind of frustrating that it's that it's doing the Face ID so frequently. Um, but it's, I guess it's nice that it's there. But I like can a lot see of the time, these pages are opening. Like So, yeah. for example, I was setting up TweetBot, right? And I was setting up with, like, four Twitter accounts. Now, yeah. what what um, the system's trying to do is to keep authenticating me for the same one over and over again. So, like, I had to wait for Face ID. It would fill in one account. Then I'd have to open one password, wait for Face ID, and fill in the other account. Do you know what I mean, right? Like, mm-hmm. what it was mm-hmm. trying to autofill was not the account that I was trying to sign in on. And it was just a bit like, okay, phone, just chill out for a moment and let, just let me take control of this situation. Um, mm-hmm. th- that was something that I noticed. But yeah. at the same time, that is a situation that I don't do very often. And the rest of the times that it's doing this stuff, as if it's actually pulling in the right information for me and pre-filling it, that's kind of great.
2: I understand why a machine learning-based uh, functionality wants as much data as possible. So I can see why Apple is uh, increasing the number of places where uh, Face ID authentication is required, so they have a nice excuse to feed more data to the model uh, behind Face ID. Uh, but overall, uh, double thumbs up, even if that doesn't matter anymore because I'm not using my fingers to authenticate. So <laughs> s- a double s- nod, maybe. Off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really it happy. with. Yeah.
0: All right. There's something that we haven't been talking about, and we need to talk about it, which is mm. the 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 uh, dissolving of the Plus Club. <laughs> dissolving? That's not the verb dissolving. I was expecting. <laughs> is,
2: is, that, is that is that what happens when when an exclusive club is no more? Yeah, don't they dissolve? You, like, don't you, dissolve you have a ceremony? You give out yeah. some flowers, maybe some, and pins? then the club
0: disbands. Right? That's, yeah. that's maybe disbands is better. But I thought you like dissolve like an uh, organization. Isn't that the word that you use? Club is dissolved.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay, but before we talk about the dissolving of our club, uh, <laughs> let me thank TextExpander from our friends at Smile for supporting this week's show. You can communicate smarter with TextExpander because when you use TextExpander, you'll be able to recall your best and most frequently used words and phrases simply by creating a keyboard shortcut and letting TextExpander do the work for you. TextExpander is great for teams. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you want to add a marketing message to your company's email signature. You've got like a big event coming up and you want everybody that sends out an email to have notice about that event in it. But if you launch a new product or service in two weeks' time, you want to make sure that everybody's updated it, right? So you've got the new marketing message in the email signature. Now imagine having to deal with that by going up and talking to every single person or sending some kind of round-robin email to the entire team. That is a nightmare. With Text Expander, all you need to do is edit the shared snippet, and it's instantly available to everyone on your team on all their devices. They just type in the little code that you all use for your email signature, and it pre-fills with the most up-to-date version. That is the magic of shared snippets and just one simple example of what your team can do to communicate smarter with TextExpander. TextExpander is very customizable with options to hide or show the app in your menu bar or your dock if you're using the Mac, however you want to set that up. TextExpander has a handy search feature that you can help to find your snippets from anywhere you type on your Mac or PC, and you can even create a TextExpander snippet that acts as a calculator thanks to their new integration with JavaScript. It's incredibly powerful stuff. If you or your team spend any any de- amount of your day typing, which I'm sure you do, you need Text Expander. Go to textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year and just tell them that you heard about TextExpander from this show. That's textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year and tell them that you came to, to them from Connected and they will, uh, they will love that and so will we. We thank TextExpander for their support of this show. So, how many years? How many years has Plus Club been a thing? Like three years now. Mm-hmm. Three,
2: yeah, two and a half, maybe. Yeah,
0: it is. Uh, it is uh, something that has lasted for a long time for good reason. Because I think we will all say here that we're all of the firm belief that the Plus phone is the best phone out of the, the decision between regular and Plus. Right, it's why mm-hmm. we all went there. We love the features. Um, I wanna, I wanna ask you both how you're feeling now um, about about moving away from the Plus to a smaller-sized phone. Uh, Federico, how has this experience been for you so far?
2: It's fine so far. um, I miss the width of the Plus. Um, uh, From a vertical perspective, um, the fact that this phone is taller than the iPhone 7 means that I'm still seeing... um, like as many tweets as I've seen before, or as many email messages in without having to scroll. Um, and also because I reduced the text size, uh, that also helps. And it kind of feels like a mini plus, in a way. Uh, so it's fine for now, but I can tell you already, and uh, again, my friends last night brought up the same point. I want to have a plus version of this. So whenever Apple makes a 10 plus or whatever it's called 11 plus, I'm gonna jump on that because I can only imagine how the physical uh, body of the iPhone plus but with an edge to edge display, that's gonna be amazing. For now, uh, I you know I took the, the text size down a notch, you know no, no pun intended. Um, and it's fine because I can see you know the fact that it's taller. Uh, I can see the content that I want to see there's more for example there's more wrapping um, for text so it goes down a line for example because there's not enough horizontal space uh, so text needs to go uh, on a on a different uh, line for example but that's fine that's fine i can i I can live with this for a year and I can appreciate the you know all the all the the great features of this phone like the you know like the display and all that. But next year, if if next year we're going to get two models, I'm going to get the bigger one because I know I want my iPhone to be a, as big as possible with the design of the 10. So if that's going to happen, that's going to be my next iPhone.
0: You uh, seem very confident about one year there.
2: Uh, I said if maybe it's two years. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't like I miss my iPhone plus right now, but... The the things that I'm missing are not as nearly as important as this new design. So I'll take the new design over... I don't want to be that person saying, I'm going to stay with the Plus, I'm not going to switch to the 10 because I want the the Plus form factor. It's more important for me to have this entirely new iPhone design because it's exciting, because it looks better, uh, because I, I love the way that the screen feels and looks. But... If Apple is going to make a Plus version, I'm going to get that one.
1: I agree with Federico. The width is what has surprised me, especially on the keyboard. Uh, I found the keyboard to take a little getting used to. I mean, the easiest, if you haven't seen one of these phones, the easiest way to think about it, I think, is when you went from the 4 to the 5. So this phone is basically the width of the 6, slash 7, slash 8. Uh, but you know, closer to the height of the Plus phone, so it's sort of in be- betweeny phone. I I like the size decrease in my pocket. I like the size decrease in handling the phone, but uh, I do miss the the wider keyboard. You know, I think if they had a Plus version, I would I would seriously consider it. But I'm not as convinced as some people that that is actually going to happen. I think Apple. Thinks that they've sort of have the best of both worlds in this phone until proven otherwise. Uh, I don't know if they see the need for a plus, but I would definitely consider going to the plus if it if it were to exist to have the width back and you know the uh, as as always uh, increased battery that comes with a bigger phone. But it it's all in all like I'm I'm happy with the size. I like it. There's something nice about having something a little more compact and more portable, but it's taken some getting used to.
0: Yeah, I think there'll be a, a plus version just because they won't keep making an old design forever, right? And and I don't expect a new design, um, which doesn't look like this with the full screen and the face ID and all that stuff. So I reckon there will be a bigger version of this, this kind of design down the road, just because Apple will want to sell more than one phone. It's funny to me that like, as the person who kind of forced you both and coerced you both into getting a plus. Mm-hmm. That I am the I think the least bothered of the three of us mm. about this size change. I don't honestly feel any difference. I don't feel it. Um and this was something that happened very quickly for me. Uh most of the stuff that I was the li- most of the stuff that I liked about the plus was landscape stuff, right? So and and I feel like I'm seeing more content, I see more emails, I see more messages, I see more tweets. Like, I don't really feel like I'm losing anything. And I, the majority of the time that I type on my iPhone, I'm using the swiping functionality on Gboard. And it's easier for me to do that now with the width being smaller. So I'm actually really happy with this size. I would move up to a bigger size for the exact same reason I moved up in the first place, because I always want to have the big screen available to me. Like that's just how I feel with my phone, right? Like bigger is better because I get a lot of benefits from it. And there were a lot of initial benefits, like the dual camera system and, and all that sort of stuff was all really exciting. So yeah, I, Funnily enough, I'm absolutely fine with this size, and don't really feel like I'm losing anything like for my usage, it feels great,
1: yeah, I was just uh reading over the blog post I wrote when I because I had the six and then moved to the six plus mm-hmm. and I
0: blame you a lot in this It's, it's pretty funny, yeah, every, you both did I remember yeah. it was a it was like a whole big thing for a while because I convinced you both to buy. <laughs> A second iPhone, not too long after buying a first one. Like that's a very frustrating thing. But you know, it's why I was right, because you should have just trusted me in the first place. <laughs> I'm sorry we doubted you. That's alright. I don't mind. Now we're all in an X crew together. So goodbye Plus Club. Now we're all one big happy family again. Um, the iPhone X brought with it a few. Accessories, some new accessories. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. name, namely, the biggest, I think, being wireless charging. Yeah. Um, do either of you have any thoughts on wireless charging as a yes. thing? Yes, oh, I do. do. Mm, me too. Okay,
2: so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I know it's not technically wireless, uh, like it's not power uh, flowing through through the air. But as a as someone who is uh, deeply Annoyed by visual clutter, like I hate having cables on my desk, on my nightstand. I don't want to see those kinds of things. Um, I, I just, I just hate wires, really. And I, I, I appreciate the maybe not the convenience, but the the elegance of the wireless charging supported by the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 10 so I have a Belkin boost up um, it's this white charging mat uh, you put the iPhone on and it charges uh, it's got this tiny green dot it's a LED indicator that tells you if you place the iPhone correctly and if it's charging and that's about it it's got this rubber circle on top so it's sort of it's grippy and it kind of it sh- it prevents uh, the iPhone from falling off the charger, I should also say I hate um, maybe hate is not the right word but I don't like uh, having uh, vibration on Um, my phone is either with the ringtone and sounds on or it's silent and if it's silent it doesn't vibrate I just hate the feeling of vibration on my kitchen table on my desk or on my nightstand I don't like the noise It, it, it it I, I just don't like it. So I don't have the problem of the iPhone vib- vibrating itself off the charging mat. Um, but that said, uh, wireless charging on the iPhone 10, it still does not support faster wireless charging. Apple said that in a software update in the future, they will support 7.5 watt Uh, faster charging for the wireless protocol. Right now, that is not available, so it charges slowly at 5 watts like the normal Apple adapter. But I was looking at my nightstand last night with my single, like, just my, um, my glasses, my AirPods case and the charging mat with the iPhone and I thought you know this looks really nice Uh, I'm happy that I don't see any cables everything is in behind the nightstand you know the power adapter for the charging mat it's all very elegant it's all very minimal and I like that I'm going to sleep and I don't have to deal with the cable you know Hmm. Uh, I also know that there will be times when I will have to use my iPhone and charge it at the same time. So, uh, I will have to use a cable, but I think at night when I'm sleeping and the iPhone needs to charge, I will just place it there and d- without
0: having to see the cable, which makes me happy. So, you're all in then. Like yeah. this is something <laughs> you like.
2: And I cannot wait for the air, air power uh, thing that Apple is making. I, like the, the idea of putting my iPhone and the AirPods case and have them charge at the same time, like, that's awesome for me. Uh, so like, b- cables and wires and adapters visually offend me. So I don't want to see them. I cannot stress this enough. It makes me upset. Like, it makes me physically upset that I need to see those and manage them and move them around and All then right. they break. Wow. So Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm one of those people.
0: <laughs> Are there many of those people? I don't I think like, so. you said well, oh I'm one of there's so charging? many of us. Uh,
2: no, I'm gonna be the per- I'm gonna be the person that tells you, you know, on Android we've had uh Qi chargers for years.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Which is great. I'm very mm-hmm. happy for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Steven? I picked up a Samsung wireless charger. It was the best uh reviewed on the wire cutter, and it was I got it super cheap on Amazon. And I got it yesterday, and I don't particularly care for it. it the top is slippery, so the phone wants to like slide around it if your phone is is not in a case. It's pretty high off the desk, and the whole bottom of it glows blue, so I wouldn't want it on my nightstand. Great. So this one, it, I'm keeping it because it was like 20 bucks, and it's just going to stay on my desk in the office. Those things don't really matter out here. Uh, but I wanted to compare... The Mophie, because in the Apple store, they sell the Belkin that Federico has, and then they sell a Mophie. So I picked that up last night, and it's pretty great. It's black. It's really low to the desk. The top is all rubbery and grippy, so the phone doesn't want to slide around. And it has one downward-firing LED that, that is not bright at all. It's very easy to tape over. The Samsung one, because the whole it like glows like a spaceship, you basically have to cover the whole thing in tape. Um I like Federico. I like the the lack of visual clutter. I like that you can just pop the phone down and charge it. There's something interesting here, though, with the 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 speed. So Federico, you said you know software updates going to enable 7.5 watt. The Mofi and the Belkin both on Apple's website say that they will support that when Apple enables it. I, I don't know why Apple hasn't enabled it. Uh, whatever. The Samsung is a little more interesting because some of these other manufacturers are saying only people who have worked with Apple to support 7.5 watt will be enabled, but it's part of the standard. So like, I don't know if the Samsung one will, we will charge it at 7.5 watts when the phone can accept it or not. So that'll be an interesting little footnote here that if you buy one today, you're not guaranteed that update in the future is going to unlock faster charging. Um, The other thing that's interesting about this phone is that it, it does fast charging, so if you have that big, was it twenty nine watt USB C to Lightning um, setup, which is like seventy bucks or something, uh, mm-hmm. it will charge. It will charge on that. I haven't. I have one of those. I haven't really. I I plugged the phone into it a couple of times, but I haven't really like closely paid attention. So I'm going to do that and see what that's like. Uh, if the, I don't even know if that's working or if that's part of that software update, it's, I'm unclear on that. But. Uh, the wireless charging is nice. I mean, even at five watts, it's, you know, it's the same speed as the stupid slow adapter they put in the box still, but it's nice. You can just sit it down and you don't have to have a cable snake to cross your desk or um, it's just sort of easily just to kind of drop it on the nightstand and be done. So I like it so far. You know, it's not the fastest thing in the world, but it's, um, I can see why
0: people were excited that it was coming to the phone. I don't care for wireless charging. It just doesn't, I just, it doesn't work for me. Um, for what I want like I bought the Belkin thing and I put my phone on it and it charged and that was okay and it's because I have a better solution that I've been using um, from Studio Neat I use their material docks mm-hmm. I use the iPhone mm-hmm. and watch one on my bedside table and the iPhone one on my desk mm-hmm. and they work better for me than these charging pads because the phone just stands up and especially I have the one unit up by my bedside which is my watch and my phone, like, that works fine. Like, I can do it with one hand, it just goes in, comes out, because it's nice and affixed to the desk, and then my phone is standing up, which I find better than the phone laying down. Um, so, really, the, the, the wireless charging, I know why people would like it. Like, if you, were char- if you were plugging your phone in to a cable every night, then this is great for you, but if you have already a dock solution that you like, the wireless charging stuff doesn't, it doesn't really add anything. Like, it, it, the like, cables are already out of the way, right? Like, it's it's not incredibly hard for me to just put my phone into the dock. Like, I don't feel like I'm fighting to try and line it up. Like, it, it lines up pretty nicely. It works great. But, if, you know, so for me, it's just like, I'm not really getting any benefit, honestly, For because I still have to, like, make sure that my phone is on the pad correctly and check that it's just, you know... Uh, I don't really feel it. You know, Maybe when I'm traveling, it will be cool uh, with the air power thing, maybe, but uh, I don't really feel any need to use it at home.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get It'd it. It'd be
0: good for Adina, though. Whenever she gets a wireless charging phone, she would like mm-hmm.
2: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you both using a case on this iPhone? Because I... I have a problem here, and I want to. I want to hear if you're having the same issue, uh, which is, it's funny, is beautiful. I don't want to cover it up. Yeah, uh, I can't bring I, myself to do it. I bought a case from Amazon last night. It arrived this morning because Amazon has now a warehouse near Rome, so uh, fast shipping times. It's awesome. Anyway, it's a, it's a, um, what's the name? Spigen, 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 uh, Air Skin. So it's a very. Um, thin, uh, semi-translucent plastic case that does a good job at uh, covering the back. It's very, it's a very tight case. I actually had a problem uh, removing it from the iPhone later. Um, <laughs> and I also like the way that it's super thin and it doesn't cover the edges of the phone much. But two problems here. One, it covers the beautiful glass of the iPhone X. And I kind of want to see that design. I feel like I, I want to appreciate it. I want to look at it. But also, in a, in a fun um, problem uh, that I'm having, the glass is actually grippier than plastic. So yes, I'm covering up the glass back, so it should prevent the phone from, uh, the glass from breaking, in theory, but it also makes it easier for me to have this phone slip out of my hands and fall into the ground. So the glass is beautiful, it's grippier, I think I'm gonna try and go without a case for a while, maybe, mm, I don't know.
0: I'm in the same problem, I can't bring myself to cover up the glass the mm-hmm. stainless steel, like it looks too good, and like, so I have the ultraviolet purple silicon case, the Apple one, which is beautiful. It's one of my favorite cases. Uh, I've used it once. So, right now, um, when I'm leaving the house, I'm putting the case on because I feel like right now is the worst possible time to break an iPhone 10. I I just feel like that this is, if you want to try and take it to the store and get it fixed, right now, you might struggle to, like, might have to wait for a replacement, is my thinking. Right? Like, I feel like now is probably the worst possible time for iPhone stock. So, like, If I'm leaving the house and putting the case on it, Um, because in my mind, that makes me feel better. I don't know why. Like, it's just as dangerous at home, honestly, because I have it out more at home. But like, I try not to think about that. I also ordered the in-case frame, which is a bumper, which is on the way. I'm thinking that might be a good middle ground, because at least I'll still feel and see the glass. So I'll let you know what that's like. I I don't know how that's going to go. Um, but that, that could work for like the case that I would use if I'm going to use one, but I don't want to, because i really like, I just really, really like the phone as it is. Steven, do you have a case? I bought the black Apple
1: leather case and like, so I Mm -hmm. used it this weekend when we were, you know, hiking and stuff, but I am not using it, um, Otherwise, I'm
0: not using it. I mean, I, I took it off when we got home. And, and you're the only out. one of us that's broken an iPhone, though, right? You broken phones, right? I've never broken an iPhone. Never. What about you, Federico? No, never. Uh,
1: well, I bought Apple Care Plus for realsies this time. So, <laughs> are you sure? Yes. I'm posi- you sure? Print positive. Out? Okay. Yeah,
2: I did the same yesterday. Actually, I didn't. I did it online. Like, I didn't have to go to the to the app to the physical mm-hmm. Apple store. I did. it from the online Apple Store, and it was a surprisingly nice process. Like, you, you add uh, AppleCare Plus for the iPhone Ten to your shopping bag, and then you get an email from Apple that says, click on this link, and you click on the link, and it takes you to the to the system diagnostics, like uh, the, the same app that, I guess, the Apple Store people use, uh, and it runs these diagnostics on the device. Uh, it uploads the data to the Apple servers. I suppose they maybe uh, because you're not bringing the iPhone to the, physically to the like to the genius bar for example there's not an apple employee looking at the phone and saying well this has no physical damage i suppose the diagnostics tool it takes a look at the the motion data logs on the device to sort of try to guess if the phone dropped maybe i don't know uh this would be interesting to know um and anyway, you you see this progress bar, and it uploads data. Then it says, "Okay, you can go back to Safari." You go back to Safari, you click continue, and it says, "Yep, your phone is verified. You can now buy Apple Care." I uh, bought Apple Care. I got an email today with the receipt, so I am officially covered. And yep. I realized all those times I went to the Apple Store just to buy Apple Care that was useless. So, the more you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> I I did this too. Um, I did the Apple Care process after the fact and did it all on. On the phone, um, yeah. it's very easy. You just gotta wait for a few minutes while it's doing whatever it's doing. And I bought Apple Care for this one because I'm planning to leave it caseless, um, and I do love it like that. It's man, and plus this feel this phone feels super thin to me because I've had cases on my iPhones for so long, <laughs> right? So it's like this one, it's like a piece of paper, is how it feels to me. It's it's very peculiar, um, but boy, do I love it! Isn't this a great iPhone, guys? Isn't this just wonderful?
2: It's making me feel. Like, uh, I'm having the same feelings that I had in 2009, 2008, when I got my first iPhone. Like, all that excitement and all that feeling of, wanting to understand what i'm using like the curiosity and the excitement and the the talking to friends and showing off the phone like there um, it feels like we're back to a time where we can be excited about new iPhones and it feels like since the iPhone 6 and the 6s and the 7 that feeling up, kind of kind subs- of uh, like it, it kind of went away actually for a while and it feels like we're not only back uh, back into you know being excited about these iPhones but actually it's just a pu- beautiful piece of hardware that feels like it came from the future, but it's actually here with us today. So it's really, I think, it's a, from a technical perspective, it's a, it's a huge achievement for Apple to have this phone, and I'm 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 really happy with it. I know it's expensive; it's not for everyone right now, but I, you know, this is going to be the iPhone that, uh, you know, maybe a few years down the road, every iPhone will look like this. And so to have it today, it feels like we we you know. This is a lucky, lucky, lucky year because somehow Apple managed to make it happen and I'm, I'm just really happy. It's, it's, it's a phone that makes me happy to use my iPhone again.
0: If you want to find our show notes this week, head on over to relay.fm slash connected slash 168. Thanks again to our fine sponsors, Balance Open, Casper, and Texic Expander from Smile. If you want to find Federico online, he's at maxstories.net and at vaticci on Twitter, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Steven is uh, 512pixels.net. Um, for the website and on YouTube. He's 512pixels on YouTube as well. Stephen makes great YouTube videos. Uh, He is at ISMH on Twitter. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, guys.
1: Arrivederci. Adios.